Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to our Romans Bible study here in my office at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and I'm glad that you've joined us today, whenever today is for you, live right now on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. Uh, it is August the 15th, 2019, and today we will begin chapter 8 of Romans. And uh, it is such a privilege and an honor of the utmost highest that I could be sharing God's Word, something as precious as God's Word, with the people who are hungry to learn, hungry to grow, and hungry to please their Heavenly Father who loves them and who has saved them. And we're just so thankful for you and for you listening and praying for us, listening to this broadcast, supporting us financially, those of you who do, and help us to do all that we're doing here at Crossway Church. Uh, just a reminder that we have another church also now in Wichita Falls, Texas. And uh, I believe we may have a pastor. It looks like we do uh, pretty soon. And uh, so pray about that with us. And uh, we also uh, mail six expositor study Bibles a week to inmates across the land. It takes not 33, but Robin informed me it takes $37 a Bible to get one of those Bibles into the hands of an inmate. That's right. It's about $4 more than what we actually assumed because of the packing and, and just the, the, the amount it takes to mail each Bible. And, and we do that uh, every week, six expositor study Bibles, just like the ones you would buy online. So uh, be praying about that. Maybe you helping us to do that. Just $37, you would be putting a hand a Bible right into the hands of the inmates there. So we're excited about every opportunity God gives us to be able to be a blessing, to represent him, to lay up treasure for ourselves in heaven because that's where the rewards are going to be experienced. That's where we're going to uh, see the rewards uh, for everything that we allowed Christ to to do in and through us. Amen. Well, I'm looking forward to this teaching today because Romans chapter 8, I must say, does not begin something brand new. And we must uh, learn that as we study the Word of God that, you know, the chapters and the verses were put there simply to make us uh, it easier for us to find things and, and, and get quicker to a certain location rather than just having one big long letter. Uh, so when we read, when, when we come to like a chapter 8 verse 1, it, sometimes our, our, our minds will tell us, well, we're starting all over. Well, no, we're not starting all over. What the Apostle Paul, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, is about to begin to speak to you and to me about in this letter it didn't stop and start and start over. It just rolled right out of chapter 7 into verse 8. And we'll see that today in the simplicity that God wants us to see it in. And I'm so thankful again for your help and, and just the opportunity that we can be here sharing God's word as truth in its righteous context, not pointing to uh, things you have to do, not pointing to a denomination or a preacher, but constantly pointing to that work at Calvary because there 
the Father was glorified in Christ. When we, when we take the focus away from Christ and what he did at Calvary, it, when, we're, when we're focused on any other object of faith, and we, then we take the supremacy away from Christ and we, and we make it impossible for the children of God to have pure, true, biblical faith and to be able to bear fruit. The, the, the point of reference, the object of faith, that which is pointed to constantly must be the sacrificial work of Christ because it is the only avenue of God's righteousness. And God says in Proverbs 8 and 8 that all his words are in righteousness. Therefore, we must never move away from Calvary. And if we refuse to move away, then God refuses to stop giving us grace like a river. Hallelujah. That means he continues that perfect work. And included in that perfect work is peace that surpasses understanding, strength made perfect in our pitiful weakness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Joy that turns into strength for us. I mean, you name it, God's got it for you. But it all comes through faith in Christ and his work at Calvary. Without that second part, he means absolutely nothing to anyone. Never forget that. So, when the Bible says here in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now, and we, we just going to stop right there. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. But we're going to go back and stop with the word now. There is therefore now no condemnation. When? When is now? Well, let's go back to chapter 7, the very end of chapter 7, and we'll see when the now takes place. You remember, Paul has been seeking, Paul has been searching, here it comes, as a child of God, as a Christian. If you missed any of the earlier teachings on Romans chapter 7, go avail yourself to them. Everything we do is uploaded to our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and you need to listen. You need to go listen. We have we started in Romans chapter 1, verse 1, and we have worked our way through all the way to where we are today, verse by verse, and we have learned in Romans chapter 7, I don't care what the, 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 the preachers before us have come along and put in commentaries, we, you and me, from the scriptures, have learned that Paul was writing Romans chapter 7 as a born-again, spirit-filled child of God with a mandate on his life to carry the gospel to the Gentiles, but he was struggling, and he wanted to do right. He couldn't. He wanted to stop doing wrong, and he couldn't, and he's in this experience of, of uh, just crying out to God, I, I don't want to keep doing what I know I shouldn't, and I know I need to be doing this as what is right, but I can't do it. And, 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 and then we'll see in verse 21, Romans chapter 7, you've got to go back again. You can't just open the Bible and start reading it, Romans chapter 8. If you do, you're not going to understand it the way you need to understand it because there is therefore now no condemnation. Well, let's go back because you got to go. Remember, there are no chapter and verses when this was written. He's just flowing along, writing a letter under the anointing of the Holy Spirit to this church in Rome and to you and me, praise God. So watch this in verse 21 of chapter 7, and I'll hurry through this. I find then a law 
that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, the new man that's in Christ Jesus. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Yeah, the law of sin is in your members. Don't listen to some preacher that tells you you don't have any longer the law of sin. Yes, it's in your members. If it weren't, you wouldn't die. You, the body wouldn't even have to pass if the law of sin wasn't in it. Come on, let's just be real. you got to let those men go. Now, they weren't stupid. They loved God, but they just didn't have the understanding God's pouring out now. You need to know that. In the last days, God said through Daniel the prophet that knowledge would increase. Well, that's not just talking about computers and flying airplanes and the knowledge of this and the knowledge of that. This is talking about the knowledge of Christ that he's pouring out by pouring out his spirit on all flesh in these last days. Hallelujah. Because when the spirit of God is poured out, the knowledge of Christ is being poured out through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So watch this. Paul said, verse 24, O wretched man that I am. I'm miserable, Paul said. I want to do that which is right, but I can't. I, I don't want to do that that's wrong, but I just can't stop doing it. O wretched man that I am, who is going to deliver me from the body of this death? Oh, get ready. Here comes the now. There is therefore now. Are you ready for it? Here it comes. There is therefore now. When is now? Here it comes. Verse 25 in chapter 7. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Jesus Christ. That means what he did at Calvary. Through Jesus Christ. That don't mean through me thinking about Jesus. Through me acknowledging him as the son of God. No, I've already did that. I've already been born again. Now I thank God through Jesus Christ. I, I come back away from the law thinking I can obey it. I come out from the purpose driven, the, 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 the spirit. Speak it, blab it, and grab it. The, that you're the prophet of your own life. That now you're you're now you are the power. I come out from all that vain, imaginative thinking that has exalted itself above the knowledge of God, and I just come back to faith in Calvary because there's where the word "through" comes into play. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord which speaks of his redeeming position, hallelujah, which he has obtained for us through suffering. He's become the captain of our salvation. Glory to God. Are you hearing anything today? Are you hungry? Do you want to know how to live in victory? Are you tired of doing that which is wrong? Listen, most Christians have been seduced to the point when they don't even want to know. Sin has gripped their hearts in such a way they don't want to know. Their hearts have become, their consciences have become so seared over that they don't want to know. But there are a few. There are a few that will make it. They will endure to the end. They will be like the Apostle Paul. Lord, I've got to figure this out. You've got to show me there's got to be a way that I do not live in sin. I don't want to be dominated by sin. And I know there's got to be a way. And Paul said, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's your now in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now. When's the now? When I realize that through Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary, hallelujah, 
I can say with the mind I myself can serve the law of God, the place he's written it. In Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10 tells us, now in the new covenant, he hasn't written his law on stones again, but in our hearts and in our minds, praise God, the new man, the new creation in Christ Jesus has the law written in his heart and in his mind. And with the law, he says, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. That should be amazing and glaring proof that we cannot serve God with the flesh, only with the spirit, only with the new man who functions only as he's led by the spirit who is God, and God only leads in truth, hallelujah, God only works in truth, hallelujah, and I'm so glad I know these things today, I've learned these things, I'm still learning these things, and I hope you are too, praise God. So the there is therefore now no condemnation is right here, right now. Who's going to deliver me from this body of this death? <laughs> I thank God right now, hallelujah. I thank God right now, hallelujah, that right now through Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary, right now, hallelujah, with the mind, I can serve my God and the flesh no longer has to be fulfilled in my life, praise God. Galatians chapter 5 says that if we walk after the Spirit, the lust of the flesh will not be fulfilled. Doesn't say there won't be lust, that our flesh won't be lusting. It says that it won't be fulfilled. That means if we're walking after the Spirit, all the time, every moment that you're walking after the Spirit, which is faith in the cross, hallelujah, is a right now Therefore, now, hallelujah, there is no condemnation. Therefore, now, every moment can be thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. Glory to God. The flesh doesn't have to be fulfilled in my life. There will always be a war. It will never stop until we get that new body and we're in the presence of Jesus and we become just like him. Glory to God. I hope it's today. I hope I don't finish this teaching before he snatches me out of all this mess here on this earth and out of this old body that's got a constant warring going on. But even though there's a constant warring, thanks be to God, hallelujah, who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus and through Jesus Christ our Lord, we can serve God with the mind, the mind of Christ we've been given. And with the flesh, if we're walking after the flesh, we can't serve God. We can't serve God. Watch it. He just keeps on writing. So we turn the page of this letter. Just forget the chapter and the verse. We just turn the page on this letter. And he says, therefore, there is therefore now. Hallelujah. The Lord showed me through Jesus Christ. There is no condemnation right now. Glory, right now. Oh, hallelujah. Paul got that revelation. You and I are receiving the illumination of the revelation Paul had. Glory to God. You know, the revelation, let's make a comment about that today. Revelation is what God gives men that men could in no wise have or ever make up had God not imparted it to them. 
And Revelation is found in Genesis 1-1 through Revelation 22, whatever the last verse there is. You need to know that that's, that is inside the Word of God, the Bible, is the revelation of Jesus Christ because he said the Scriptures are about him. Listen, the revelation ended there. But the illumination continues for us today if we're being illuminated in our hearts from the revelation God gave to men. Amen. You and I aren't receiving revelation. You and I are receiving the illumination of the revelation given to men. That's very important because there are many people who I believe they are saved, but they're also, they're also being seduced thinking that uh, they need more than what the scriptures say, that the scriptures really don't cover everything and, and God still speaks to men today and, they, and beyond the scriptures. Listen, that's how Mormonism got started. A false angel, one called uh, the name of, what was it, Moroni, who was full of baloney, but he showed up to Joseph Smith, lied to him, and because Joseph Smith wasn't believing the Bible, he could be seduced. And he was in an entire uh, a false religion, Mormonism, uh, because they think they can go outside the Word of God. The only revelation God's given to men was in the person of Jesus Christ, and that's found written about in the Bible. You need to understand that. When you go outside of God's Word, the Bible, you're outside of a place where God can't illuminate your heart anymore. Only Satan can because he comes as a false minister of righteousness. He comes as a false light, but a light he claims to be. And when men and women, boys and girls, are taught that it's the word of God outside of what's written in the scriptures, that's the devil. My friend, a lady once told me that, well, Curtis, you just need to learn to read between the lines. And well, I had to tell her, no, the devil is in between the lines. God's word is to be seen, viewed, believed, and accepted, and understood line upon line. Not line and in between line and then line and in between the line. No, the devil is operating in between the lines. God, we just God gives us his word line upon line, precept upon precept. There is no space in between. Listen, you need to know that. People tell you, you know, oh, y'all just need to read between the lines, you know. I'm just reading line after line after line without putting my two cents in between the lines because there's where the devil puts his two cents in. Come on, somebody. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who are those who are in Christ Jesus? Those who by simple childlike faith have accepted the gospel, the good news of God. That God loves us, desires to save us, and offers to save us from our sins by the giving of His Son, Jesus Christ. And when we believe that good news with the heart, not just the head, some historical fact, but with the heart we believe unto righteousness, that work of Christ at Calvary, we're born again, and we are placed, immersed into Christ. Watch this. Go back to Romans chapter 6. This is, this is, for the most part, unknown. For the most part, twisted and taught in a way that it really doesn't say. Watch this in Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Know you not, don't you know, 
that so many of us as were immersed, baptized into Christ. Here, the Holy Spirit showing us here how we got into Christ, how we were immersed into him, how we became a part of the body of Christ was by being immersed into Jesus Christ. And it tells us here, by being immersed, baptized into his death. Not a water tank at church. When I'm looking for Romans commentaries, I immediately go to Romans chapter 6, verse 3, because if they miss that, if they miss this, and they think this refers to water baptism, then they've missed a whole lot of other stuff. And I'll show you a writer who doesn't, he may know a lot about justification, but he knows very little, if anything, about sanctification. I mean, the experience of li living in victory where sin no longer dominates him. You weren't baptized into Christ by being water baptized. If you think you were, then your thought process is that you did a work for salvation. Water baptism is a work that takes place from a heart of obedience because we have already become obedient to God when we accepted Christ as our Savior through his humble, obedient act of death. And when we, when we received that, believed upon Christ through what he did at Calvary, just that made us obedient because it's his obedience we received. It isn't our obedience from doing something. We became obedient when our faith was placed in Christ in his obedient act unto death. Think about that. So all those who have placed faith in Christ at, and what he did at the cross, those are the only people on the planet who have ever been in Christ. You know, a lot of the people on the planet today will tell you that we're all the children of God. No, the Bible says in Galatians that we're all the children of God in Christ Jesus. Everything outside of Christ Jesus is just a, a part of the old creation. Think about that. Everything outside of Christ and the cross is the only way into Christ. Everything outside of faith and the cross of Christ is a part of the old creation. Even if it's me, a child of God, born again, filled with the Spirit, with a mandate to minister the gospel. Listen, if my faith is moved from Calvary to some program, some book I read, some new scheme that's ushered its way into the church, I think I can fast 21 days and get deliverance from sin because it's really not about the cross. It's about what I do. Think about that thought process. Then I'm living as though I'm a part of the, the old creation again, that old man. That, sin, that law of sin in me now is, is reigning again. Because the law is what I do. Grace is what Christ did at Calvary and will do in me today by His Spirit if I keep my faith in the place grace flows from. The cross. Think about it. That's powerful. Many, many, many preachers today think that they were immersed into Christ when they were water baptized. They can't be because that was a work they were doing. And a work can't get you into Christ. Only faith in his work 
can get you into Christ. See, it's the elementary and the kindergarten things of God's word that turns the light on bright. It's the simplicity of Christ that the devil wants to move us away from because once he moves us away from the simplicity of Christ, we've been duped and seduced just like Eve was in the garden. And then we live, even though we're children of God, we're not under law, we begin to live as though we are under law again. And that's where the condemnation takes place because the law was a ministry of condemnation. The law was a ministry of death. Second Corinthians, write this down. Those of you who are really interested in learning more and hearing from the Lord more, write this down. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verses 7 through 9 tell us that the law was a ministry of death and that the law is a ministry of condemnation. When you and I, and I did this for years as a Christian, I didn't know I was doing it, and I would have never admitted I was doing it because I was seduced. Listen, when we move our faith from the cross, the sin nature begins to reign again. And the first thing he does is deceive us and makes us believe that these programs, these schemes, these gimmicks that these so-called men of God bring into the church are working. Every, every Christian who has moved their faith from the cross and now they think that faith is something other than simple faith in the, in, in the cross of Christ. They, they've been seduced. They laugh at us. They, they think there's more to this than what we're talking about and than the message of the cross. Listen, the reason they won't let go of those things that they are completely deceived about and think are working in their lives to bring them victory over sin is because the sin nature is reigning and he deceives. That's what he does. He deceives and kills us, even as children of God. He brings us to a place, if the sin nature is reigning, to a place of death. Paul said it in Romans chapter 7, in verse 9. Let's look back at it. You need to know it. He says, for I was alive without the law once. That means when he was born again without the law, when he trusted that Jesus Christ was the Lord of glory and that he was the Lamb of God that came to take his sins away. It, the law couldn't do that, and he was born again. He says in, in chapter 7, verse 9, but when the commandment came, that means before he learned how to live in faith, before he learned how to keep fighting the good fight of faith and to keep his faith in the sacrifice of Christ and there alone, before he learned to be determined to know nothing else, he kept trying to reach back and, and serve the law and obey the law. And he tells what happened. The, the commandment came. The sin nature revived and I died. Think about that. That's pretty powerful. And if you look in verse 10... And 11 in chapter 7, and the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. Anybody who's trying to live under the law, the law of doing, let me tell you something, child of God. I know many of you listen to these broadcasts. You don't want anybody to know you're listening, but you have a check in your spirit. If you're a true, born-again, blood-bought child of God, you accepted what Christ did for you at Calvary, and you're out there trusting all sorts of things, and you're in a church where they're using these books, these fads, these schemes, and there's always been, for years now, there's just been something you couldn't put your finger on, and you were never settled with completely 
all in that what they're teaching, it's because you're born again. You have the Spirit of God, and He will never, ever leave you undone without that check, that witness that this is wrong somehow. Now, when you're hearing that which is right, he's revealing it to you, you're going to have to grab a hold of the truth before you will ever be able to let go of that which is not truth that you've been holding to. Watch this now. Paul says in chapter 7, verse 11, for sin taking occasion, the sin nature taking occasion by the commandment when I'm trying to live by these schemes. Not, I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments. I'm talking about the purpose-driven life, the government of twelve, all these things that men have brought into the church under the disguise of a move of God, under a disguise of that which will deliver you from sin. And the deception is they, they've been ministers for years, but the, here's the truth, the, the fact they really still don't know how to live in victory. And most of them are hearing the message of the cross, but they're refusing it because God is showing it to other people and they're not going to accept anything God's not showing directly to them. You better get used to God showing others to be able to impart it to you. That's the whole picture of God here. I mean, Paul here receiving from God the Lord so he could give it to us. We better grab a hold of it. He says the sin nature takes occasion by the commandment. And the, and the sin nature deceives me and by it slays me. Think about that. Think about that. The law, and we'll talk more about this uh, this next Monday morning on our broadcast because we're already about out of time. Man, I tell you, these half-hour sessions, they move too quick. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, that means those who've been born again, but then there's a comma there. And I know some people say, well, the rest of this verse is really not written in the earliest of the Septuagint scriptures, but listen to me. Whatever they might say, it's the truth. Because it bears witness in other parts of the scriptures, such as Galatians chapter 5. <laughs> Only as you walk after the Spirit, which Galatians 5 teaches that that means faith in the cross of Christ. You having been crucified with him when he was crucified for you, your faith in his work there. At walking after the Spirit, which is faith in the cross of Christ alone, anything added to that takes you out of walking after the Spirit, puts you to walking after the Spirit. But walking after the Spirit is the only place where the lust of the flesh will not be fulfilled. Tell me, tell me, think about this. How many preachers who have fallen through the fulfilling of the lust of the flesh, been embarrassed, humiliated all over the world, if they would have known this truth, they could have grabbed a hold of this truth of Calvary and escaped that pollution that entered into their heart and began to deceive them through the deception of the sin nature and them thinking that they could eventually work their way out of that sin. But the deception is Jesus is the only one that did the work for us to get out of any bondage of sin. God bless you. I love you. Don't forget to text your giving to 903-231-5950 or donate online at thecrosswaychurch.com. Sow a seed where you're growing from hearing the truth and watch what God will do for you. 
And I'll see you this next Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time as we continue this Romans teaching. But in the morning, on Friday mornings at 9 a.m. tomorrow, we will continue our teaching on Jude Session 5, and it's at 9 a.m. Central Time. Until we see each other again, please, I encourage you and beseech you, as Paul would say, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.